Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello and welcome to The Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. There are people who love movies and then there are people who really love movies. And I really, really love movies. And people like me usually fall into the obsessed with Turner Classic Movies category. If you aren't familiar with it, it's the cable network channel that has been putting classic cinema into context for the past 30 years. And the audience for TCM is fiercely devoted to the network, myself included. This was on full display earlier this year when it was announced that Discovery Warner, TCM's parent company, was letting the station's programming director go among cutbacks. Well, the backlash was intense, so much so that not only was the programming director reinstated, but it was also announced that directors Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, and Paul Thomas Anderson would step in as programming advisors for the network. And that right there, that reversal in decision, is why it's important to be loud about things you care about, like TCM fans are. You never know who might be listening. Steven Spielberg might be listening. And I care about movies. They're a fundamental part of my identity. They helped shape who I am and what I like. They're more than just pieces of content for me. They're a part of my soul, which is why I wanted to talk with TCM's lead host, Ben Mankiewicz, about the power of movies, TCM, and all that TCM is doing to keep classic cinema a part of our cultural conversation. One of the ways TCM is doing this is through innovative and inclusive programming, which includes their annual film festival, cruises, and a full slate of podcasts, the latest being Talking Pictures. Honestly, TCM makes me so happy. And if you're like that too, you're going to love today's episode. So go on and grab a snack because I'll be right back with Ben Makowitz. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So it's so nice to meet you, Ben. Uh, Nice to meet you, too. I can't tell you how big of a fan I am of TCM. I when I, I, I wanted to have this conversation just because, A, I love all the work you do with TCM, but also just to sort of like fan out on TCM in a way. I mean, it's just <laughs> I think it just needs more fanning out. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I, you know, I just spent uh Five days on the TCM cruise, you know. We're, oh, well, you've uh, experienced we got, it then. <laughs> I just we've I've had, we've had a lot of fanning out. I don't mean to, and I hope that I'm, I, I don't I don't want to sound cynical. It's great. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, look, Ben. You know, I'm trying to think of a fair percentage. Ninety-seven percent of the people who stop me on the street or in a store or you know, like at Starbucks or mm-hmm. wherever. Um, and, and then on the cruise where they have, you know, where we're all together for, for five days, they, they say a version of thank you. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. And so 
you know, I mean, yeah. So do we, you know, people are like, Hey, do you, do you mind being stopped by people who just come up to you and they're grateful and some of them like get emotional about it? No, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It's lovely. And I know, you know, I know it stems from a love of the movies is, you know, you talk about a great job. You, you, you know, yeah. you, you talk for two minutes, then we play Casablanca. Yeah. Like it's a job that people are going to like you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, You're not doing much to piss them off. I mean, you really have to, you really have to get it wrong yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, uh, uh, to, to make them mad. So yeah, it is lovely. It really is lovely. What was, there's a joke from the golden girls that Sophia makes of uh, on TCM of, uh, Ted Turner colorizing classic films or something. And it, that, that's the only way you could probably piss them off. That's right. So. That's right, right. And that's all still that comes from love. Like don't, yeah. don't, don't touch these movies. The crazy thing is of course, Ted loved these movies more than anybody. And yeah. you know, he's such an innovator constantly that his, his thought was, let's this will get, this will get younger people to watch these movies. Like he yeah. was, he was running into. So, I mean, you know, I got it. It didn't work, but that his, that intent came from a very, very good place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I definitely want to talk to you about some, the younger reactions to TCM because there's some interesting things going on in the world of social media and classic cinema. But before I do that, I wanted to acknowledge, I should say, that next year TCM turns 30 years old, which is incredible. I mean, when, well, first off, did you ever see yourself sort of like living in the world of TCM? Did you see this being your sort of career path? Absolutely not. <laughs> I just didn't. I mean, I was a journalist and, uh, you know, I, I grew up in the political wing of my family, which to me was by far the most important part. You know, and it was, you know, my father was, uh, you know, a big deal in Democratic politics in, in Washington, D.C. growing up and was you know, was literally, you know, knew everybody and everybody who knew him thought he was the smartest guy they knew. And and he was, he was, you know, and he was also a great dad. So, you know, politics and journalism were sort of the focus of my life. And of course I was aware of the accomplishments of, uh, of, of my grandfather, Herman and, and, and my great uncle Joe Mankiewicz and Joe's kid, Tom and my uncle Don and his son, John. I mean, we had a lot of writers doing well, writers and directors, mostly writers doing but it just wasn't that big a deal. It just didn't, it didn't, it, it, it didn't really matter to me. It was nice, but I mean, it was like, it was like hearing that your uncle owned a bank in <laughs> California and you'd be like, whatever. Yeah. Is he going to leave me money? No. Well, good for him. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, my, your great uncle, not even your uncle. Um, so, uh, no is the answer to your question. I could not have imagined it. And then, you know, by the time I got the job, I, I'd sort of, you know, had a, you know, movie renaissance and a connection mm-hmm. to, I, I hesitate to even say classic movies, but just movies. Like it just all of a sudden I, you know, it started really in college and, uh, you know, and I thought, Oh, I can do this job. I know a lot about classic movies. And then like within two days, you're like, Oh my goodness, <laughs> this is, I mean, this fan base is so incredibly knowledgeable. Yeah. And, you know, I had to work hard. Yeah. Uh, but it's been, you know, it's been great. I also, this, this last year, um, you know, it's our 30th anniversary in, in 2024 it was my 20th anniversary at TCM yeah. this year. You know, I just had my 20th anniversary. Like I think I was on the air in uh, September of 2003. Wow. You know, I got the job. I thought it was a job. It turned into a career. Yeah. Which is how it often works, you know, with these careers. You, you don't expect it until it happens. That's right. Yeah. And, and I mean, what a, you know, again, how I just feel so unbelievably fortunate to be yeah. 
associated with this channel and with the people who work there and and a hundred percent to be associated with all these fans who who these you know you go to the cruise you go to the festival and yeah and the people i meet you just see it matters to them you know yeah it's part of it it, i mean probably to you also like it's a little bit part of your identity it is. Oh my God. It, it 1000% is. It's how I make friends at parties. It's how I, right. you know, it's yeah. how, it's the way you commute. It's like, I, there used to be, there's that joke about you can always spot a Midwesterner at a party. Well, like you can also in LA at least spot the cinephile at a party and you can just sit in the corner and talk about movies that you care about I'm, or uh, be really uh, angry about movies that you, they don't like. <laughs> I'm reading Werner Herzog's book uh-huh. for an interview I'm going to do with him. And, uh, and he claims that he can spot someone. He can tell who knows how to milk a cow? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, is it by looking at their hands? I hope so. I don't know. He just, but he, that's all he says. He says, you know, you know, when a pair of horse walks into the room and that person knows how to milk a cow. And he says it a couple of times. And I'm, I'm, uh, you just reminded me of that. Like that's sort of you know, how you connect with yeah, people and, you know, definitely, but totally. I mean, like you see it on, you know, people's uh, social media bios, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, they're like, you know, uh, lawyer, uh, mother, wife. Yeah. PCM fan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's it's a, how you know. it's, it's how I, even how my social media, I mean, I, I started in comedy, but like I've always had this sort of deep love for TV and film. And so everything I do on social media now is just sort of a reference to a clip of something from a movie or a TV show or something that yeah. like I de- reference daily in my life. And it becomes my, it became my identity in a lot of ways. Somebody at the fe- we've had people get TCM tattoos, and somebody at the festival had it painted into their hair. Oh wow, um, which was awesome. Um, and but you know, and they're like normal people, right? <laughs> they just do these. Uh, but imagine, like this. You know, I've said this before, but I like it. You know, can you imagine if you like were meeting somebody and somebody you're interested in, or somebody you just want to be buddies with, friends with, whatever, and you say, you know, hey, so. Um, what do you what do you like to watch? And they went, Oh my God, Showtime. You'd be like, What? <laughs> like nobody would ever say that. Right? There's yeah. some good shows on Showtime. Sure. Right? Yeah. Some excellent shows on Showtime. You know, but nobody would say, Oh my God, I love ABC so <laughs> much. It's insane. No one would right? do that. No one would do that. No one, but right, you know, I mean, even something like ESPN, you wouldn't say. You'd yeah. be like, I'm a bit of a sports fan, so I watch a lot of ESPN. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But the channel itself doesn't mean anything. I think, you know, certainly in entertainment, that we're the only channel that where the channel itself mm-hmm. matters to people. Yeah. And and that's, you know, and, and, and the people who watch it are, they're unbelievably dedicated to it and very protective of it, which, mm-hmm. of course, causes then, you know, they have very strong opinions about yeah. how we should move forward and they don't. They don't hesitate to let us know. And, and overall, that's great to, to, you know, I mean, it's like you, it's like we have a million ombudsmen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Every day, sort of, <laughs> yeah. you know, making sure that we, you know, uh, stick to our mission. And I don't know, it's, uh, I, I'll take that. I think it's great. Well, and we saw that response this year, just a few months ago when Discovery Warner talked about staffing at, at TCM and all of that. And then Scorsese and, and Spielberg and Paul Thomas Anderson stepped in and sort of helped with programming and stuff. And the reaction from people, I, I was very surprised. I mean, I wasn't surprised. I should say I was very glad that people were as angry and as as invested in the programming of TCM as they were. What was your kind? What was your response to that? Were you surprised at the reaction? Nope. 
never surprised at the reaction of our fans to anything. I mean, they're not, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, first of all, I remember the reaction when I started, right? And they were like, what is this? <laughs> right? What is this? Nuga's got a goatee. Yeah. He's not wearing a tie. He's not Robert Osborne. I hate him. <laughs> that was... <laughs> That was so TCM fans uh, don't react well to change, yeah. um, which makes some sense because we're talking about movies that haven't changed. Yeah. Right. I mean, we put them in a different context every time we introduce them. That's the thing that makes us us. But, you know, so I, I get it. I mean, I don't like change. I don't think I don't know how many of us. And, and certainly while the world changes rapidly around us all the time, the notion there's a TV channel that. <sighs> You know, I don't want to. I don't want to celebrate the times these movies were made. They were difficult times. They were particularly difficult for 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 large swaths of people, right? Who were who where the playing field was particularly uneven. Mm -hmm. But it does remind people of something that they saw as stable, right? Or at least something that hasn't changed. I mean, you watch on the waterfront, which, by the way, we'll have at the festival and. I guess because it's celebrating its 70th anniversary in 2024. Yeah. Um, you watch on the waterfront and, you know, there are a whole host of things go through your mind. One could be when you saw it, maybe you saw it with your folks or you saw it with a friend or you took a, a date there, or you just think my, uh, my dad loved movies like this. My dad loved yeah. Marlon Brando, right? You know, um, my mom loved Lee J. Cobb. My, 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 I remember my brother had such a, my older brother had such a big crush on even Marie Saint. You know, whatever it is, right? Um, I think that, that, you know, my, my, my dad used to talk about his grandfather, his father, who, who I never met, who worked at the docks, mm -hmm. right? I mean, all, so it's just so many things that will come up for people that, you know, you can dismiss it by calling it, nostalgia which i think is sometimes over as i said i think it's sometimes dismissed but nostalgia yeah. is a really powerful and important yeah. emotion it is a it is the emotion that connects us to our past and our past can mean you know again so much family friends school your where you were at a time a time of your innocence if the you know too often we refer to the time as innocent mm -hmm. right it wasn't things weren't innocent when you know, there were, you know, when, when the uh, black characters were written yep. in one way and one way only, but 70 years ago, people who were 80 now, they were innocent. They were 10. Yeah. Right. So they still look at that differently. And that's why, you know, we got to remember that, yeah. that the innocence that we're talking about is frequently because, you know, people saw these movies for the first time or thought about them for the first time when they were young. And sometimes, as I said, sometimes it's just thinking, you know, I don't know this, you know, I don't know, fill in the blank, this Western, right? Mm -hmm. But man, my dad loved Westerns, right? Yeah. You think, right? And so you watch it and you think about your father. Yeah. Well, that's something that is a pretty fortunate to be able to deliver. Well, and it's also, I mean, it, it gets me to the idea of like, how do you attract young people? And for me, I remember, I, I distinctly remember, I saw Terms of Endearment and by, when I was a kid and by the time... I mean, I was already, that was already sort of a classic film by the time I saw it, but like I became obsessed with Shirley MacLaine and then I started going through the catalog of Shirley MacLaine and I became obsessed with The Apartment and all these other great films that she's done. And that's where my love of classic cinema came from because then my mom got excited that I was as obsessed with Shirley MacLaine because she loved Shirley MacLaine and it sort of became this transactional weird relationship thing between this artist and that's when TCM entered my life and all of that. So I wanted to know like, 
How do you hope people discover, young people discover TCM now? You know, the attracting younger viewers, I mean, you know, as I say it, like, you know, we were talking about ABC and Showtime, right? I mean, it is the goal of every television channel that has ever existed. <laughs> Everything. Right? It's the goal of every industry, basically. That's right. Of yeah. course. Right. How do we get younger customers? Yeah. How do I get young people in my store? How yes. do I sell a Buick to a 22-year-old? Totally. Right. No matter what it is. Yeah. And those are marketing questions. And I'm not dismissing it. I'm just saying I don't really know the answer. And a lot of marketers don't know the answer, but they always try. All we can do is continue to play the leading role in presenting these great, 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 meaningful, well-made, well-told stories Mm -hmm. and continually try to, again, put them in context. That's why we never repeat an introduction. That's why everything will continue to be fresh and new so that we can let people know that, again, this stuff is you know, nobody would ever say, oh, I can't believe you're, what are you reading Catcher in the Rye? It's yeah. so old. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, um, so if you think Tennessee Williams and Dorothy Parker still matter and Emily Dickinson, then TCM still matters. This is a, you know, and this is an art form that, that, that this country has been particularly great at. We're not the only ones who are great at it, but we've, you know, we've, we've helped lead the way. Yeah. And, our job is to make sure these movies are available and easy to see and digest and then put in a modern context yeah. to understand that if you, you know, that, that if you like, if you like the Marvel movies, there are, you know, there may not be superhero stories, but there are hero stories, right? Uh, that, that, you know, inform how those stories are told. No question. Yeah. Uh, and they'll move you in the, in the same way, you know, and yeah. Okay. I got it. There's no color, whatever. Well, you, you know, that, you, that one. Yeah. So an example of that, that you did, which I thought was so poignant. Cause I remember when I saw the Barbie movie, then, you know, uh, Greta Gerwig's Barbie this year, I, as a lover of classic cinema, I keep looking at it being like, Oh, that's, that's singing in the rain. That's whatever. All the things that she referenced in that film. And I, I saw the references and I got so excited. And then you had a sit down with Greta uh, talking about these references. And it just, to me, it just made me so happy that I was just hoping there were like uh, uh, some 18 year old out there who just was really obsessed with the Barbie movie who then was like, okay, I'll watch this thing on this channel. That's called Tissom. Like, you know what that's I mean? Right. Like, that's right. Tissom. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I mean, she, you know, we, that that was all thrown together pretty quickly with mm-hmm. with Greta, um, you know, which is why we were on that weird Barbie set. But that yeah. was the only way we could get her in the short period of time that suddenly became available. And she was so great. And in that brief period of time, you know, we said, hey, look, we, you know, we want to pick you to program a couple movies. Can you send us, you know, three or four movies that, you know, have been an influence on you? We didn't even ask for an influence on Barbie. And she sent us a list like within 24 hours of 29 movies that directly influenced Barbie. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, it was unbelievable. And then, yeah, so we picked two that I think we then put on the air. I can't even remember which two we had Philadelphia story and something else. And uh, maybe the umbrellas of Cherbourg, maybe. Um, Can't remember. But um, 
the uh, she uh, yeah, I mean she is you know so is her partner, so is Noah Baumbach. Yeah. You know they're 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 both so into classic movies, and you know and and like, here's something else too. And one reason why we did that quickly, and you mentioned those three directors, you know. Part of that was, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but that's Paul Thomas Anderson being like, oh, God, you want, would you want to talk to Greta Gerwig? And I was like, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and like, and he, we had, I didn't even see it at that point. I'm like, her movie is going to be very good. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, he said, but it's Barbie, but it's good. It's really, and I was like, no, great, terrific. He goes, and she knows her stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, you know, he was like, hey, Greta, you got to go on TCM. You know, and, great. Uh, and she That's was great. great. She was so great. You it was, know, so it was so perfect. And it was so great for the channel. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting about it and how I think a lot of people are discovering classic cinema and TCM is through social media. I'm thinking of like, you know, m one of my very good friends, she has an account uh, called Be Kind Rewind, and it's all about just sort of deep dives into classic right. cinema. And I love I love what they do. And I think I talked about it on the air once. Yeah, I think I so. I think so. Yeah, because she had a, she had a, a great little thing on uh on Joan Crawford. Yes. Yes, she for, did. Uh, and I think on Mildred Pierce. Yeah. And uh, yeah, anyway, and I watched, it. I was like, this is so good. And so I just quoted from it. And, I mean, you know, mentioned and it on the air. Yeah. These are the accounts, accounts like be kind rewind, I think are sort of the vessel for getting people even to TCM for getting people to sort of discover, well, where can I access these films that I'm watching and talked about on YouTube and stuff. And I think it's, I think there's sort of something that I didn't have when I was a kid because I, you know, didn't have the internet when I was a kid. So like, well, I did, but not in this way, not social media, that I had to really watch HBO late at night and stuff to discover these random films like Network or whatever and be obsessed with them. And now we have, now I can do deep dives on Faye Dunaway on YouTube and it makes me very, very happy. Uh, it's just, uh, we got uh, coming up, I think in, uh, must be December, I think like two straight Wednesdays in December, we got, you know, a, like a quadruple feature each night of uh, Patty Chayefsky. Oh, wow. Movies, I just was working on a network script uh, yesterday. So, That's you know, great. I mean, I've introduced network so many times, but it's so great to, you know. Yeah. And of course, I don't think I've ever failed to mention Chayefsky in a network script, but he, yes, yeah, might have been the first one where he was the focus Oh, of wow. the script so you know that's why we you know whatever that's why it's always different i know it was different because it, it didn't get till the end where i was like you know you know from Sidney Lumet in 1976 also with william holden like yeah. you know which is <laughs> like you throw him in at the end because you've been talking about something else so yeah like, exactly yeah. well yeah. so with with one of the things that i think is so interesting about what TCM's doing is in terms of just like some of the things coming up, not just the 30th anniversary, but you also have, you know, AFI's greatest moments coming up, which is going to be really exciting. What, what from that are you looking forward to? And also I have to ask you about the honoring of Nicole Kidman because that's just everything. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm hosting the, uh, the 50th anniversary. They've skipped a couple of years, so it's not their 50th show, but it's 50th anniversary of the first AFI life achievement award. Uh, and, uh, I think that's what they call it. Um, and, uh, they first one went to John Ford yeah. in 1973. So, uh, and this special airs at the end of December and we're shooting it, some of it uh, next week, but you know, I've been to a couple of these shows. They're always really engaging. They're incredibly funny, yeah. you know, invariably. And I'm sure moving also the two I've been to have been mostly funny, but even, I got to tell one quick AFI story though. So like I, um, but they'll, you know, there's all these just incredible moments. Right. And, and, yeah. you know, you see it, the Academy has it too. I mean, I, I'm trying to talk the Academy every year into putting me on the Oscar show, yeah. but on once. 
<laughs> I talked about gambling odds, which is what they wanted, but yeah. it was weird. I was not asked that. Um, but I want to. I'll do a post like about I, it. I'll start a change.org thing. Don't worry. I, I you know, the, I, well, I like what the AFI is doing here because they're honoring the history of the show, right? And in the process, of course, you are honoring the history of the business, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are all these great Oscar moments, right? And I, in the middle of talking, I get people are really into what people are wearing and how the stars look. I yeah. mean, I, I love the Oscars. I, I, it's not like I don't watch. I watch every year yeah. if I'm not fortunate enough to go. Yeah. But it's a bet. It's a TV show. I like, I like going, I like watching better, yeah. you know, and, yeah. uh, um, you know, that's one thing when you're in the audience, you're reminded that you're, you're just a tiny extra in a television program, yep. you know? Yeah. Um, but there's so many great, moments that I, you know, in the middle of talking about, you know, who's wearing what and, 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 and who's arriving when, like, you know, they're on for a couple hours. Let's toss to uh, this moment in Oscar history. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And whatever, just find a little 30 second clip. I'll introduce it. I'll put it in context. Oh, I'd love and that. I, you know, I think we're sort of, I think it'd be great. And I think it'd be a lovely way to, yeah. to again, incorporate the past from, you know, all the way for whatever they have. We can go back into the, I think they have, there's there's some there's some video from the 40s and 50s yeah. but certainly plenty from the you know like I was thinking of Jane Fonda's acceptance speech when her dad was dying you know when he couldn't get his Oscar for Pond it's beautiful yeah you know we're all coming over dad come on who doesn't who doesn't want to see that wonderful yeah. moment so so the AFI is doing it they're putting all these clips together in a show and I, I think it's going to be That's great. Exciting. And you read the list of who the AFI life achievement award has gone to. And it is a, uh, I mean, it is a who's who of, uh, of, 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 uh, brilliance in, in American cinema. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, Nicole Kidman's impact on film in the last 30 years, I think I look back at some, I mean, just last night we my boyfriend and I fell asleep to the others. We love the others so much. Yeah. And, there are so many moments where I look at her and I'm like, in 50 years time, we're going to look back and she's going to be the Grace Kelly or the whatever. Like, I mean, she played Grace Kelly, but like she's going to be she's going to be that movie star. One of the last sort of great movie stars of this era. What do you think her impact is going to be in the future on cinema? Um, you know, I, I, I hesitate to talk about anybody's future but because you know the the playing field for who counts as a star is so much bigger than it used to be yeah it's another great reason to honor old hollywood that said let's not kid ourselves if nicole kidman had come along in 1933 you know columbia fox mgm and warner brothers would have competed to hire her yep she'd have been a big star mm-hmm. big star you know uh, you know, and she would have competed with Rhonda Fleming and Ann Sheridan for the, you know, the title of the hottest redhead in Hollywood, yeah. and, you yeah. know, and uh, she has a, a weight to her in every performance, whether the movie is for you or not. Her her presence in it is is undeniable. She is a force. She is, you know, I mean, it's funny. The first person who popped into my head when you brought her up was John Wayne. Mm. And. You know, and she's a uh, better actor than John Wayne, but I think she has a, and I, he was a pretty good actor. He's a super underrated actor. Yeah. Um, especially as he aged, but, uh, she just has a, she, her presence in a movie is undeniable. She is not in the background. Yeah. You know, she comes into the room. Yeah. You're paying attention to her. And that's not, you know, I always, you know, want to remind people or friends of mine, you know, even, you know, who aren't in this business, you know, like, yeah, she's beautiful. Everybody's beautiful. 
everybody in Los Angeles is beautiful. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. there are a lot of beautiful people who don't succeed as actors. Mm-hmm. Like she has a special something. Yeah. Right. She has Quality. a magnetism that's undeniable. Right. So she just, you know, I usually say this about character actors, but if you put Nicole Kidman in a movie and give her a meaty part in the movie or now television show, I mean, at worst, I feel like it's average. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't, like she just elevates yeah. anything to, well, at minimum, it's going to be acceptable and it might be amazing. Yeah. Right. Just Definitely. because, just because she, you know, is in there and she's on screen and, and, you know, clearly takes her parts and roles seriously. So that said, I imagine, yeah. And, you know, and, and there's never, they're not going to be a moment when they're, when they're, you know, they're not going to look at the, the AFI awards in 2084. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be like, Oh, we sure whiffed on 2024. She didn't amount to anything. <laughs> like, you know, she's going to fit, you know, fit right in there with, uh, uh, with John Ford and, and John Wayne and Steven Spielberg and John Williams and, and George yeah. Lucas and, Denzel Washington and all the all the greats. Yeah, definitely. Well, I only have two more questions for you. One yeah. is, you know, I love that TCM does the festival. I love the festival. The cruise scares me just because cruises scare me. But I love it. The shouldn't fest- it really shouldn't? I, I was scared too. It just shouldn't scare you. you. You'd have you'd have you you would have the best time. I probably I probably I love yeah. a buffet. Yeah. So like you know, um, oh. <laughs> but uh, but. I do love TCM's range of podcasts. I really do. And and one of the ones that I love or that I love that is coming up is Talking Pictures and it's a movie memories podcast. What why should people listen to the why should movie lovers listen to this podcast? Well, because we're our focus is movies with filmmakers and of course we'll talk about their careers but but we're not focused on their careers, right? we're sort of focused on why movies matter. Right. And they're going to talk about movies that moved them, you know, and then in the process, in that context, talk about some of their own work. Um, You know, it's uh, it comes really from a beautiful thing that Paul Thomas Anderson said at the TCM classic film festival, I think in, in April, this last April in 2023, I think it was trying to think it was 2022 or 23, but I think it was 23 on, on opening night about the, we're not talking about movie history. We're talking about the history of our memories. Um, and, and for how so many of us, including you and me, so many of our memories are framed through movies, right? What we saw, when we saw it, what we felt, who we saw it with, what the theater smelled like, what theater it was, where it was, what kind of day it was outside, right? Um, those stay with us. I mean, you know, I'm a huge sports fan, but, but, but I remember going to movies much more than I remember to, than, you know, going to football games or baseball games, or basketball games. Yeah. Um, there's something special that when these stories connect emotionally, you know, they, they stay with us. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and the idea of this podcast is to talk to filmmakers, you know, Mel Brooks and, 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 and Nancy Myers and mm-hmm. a lot of other big ones that we, we have, uh, uh, lined up here. Um, uh, some we've already shot, uh, recorded. I mean, uh, it's just going to be special and it's a nice opportunity. You know, I love talking to people. I love the interview part of this is my favorite part of the job. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, I liked, but you know, anytime you bring in lights and, yeah. and makeup and put on suits, right. You know, then you're in the middle of a conversation and it's like, Hey, we'll stop for a sec. The 
yeah. you know, the hair sticking up and the backlights catching in. I get it. That's television. That's my business. I love it. But, um, you know, but it's, it's, it's much easier to have a free flowing, easy conversation, totally. uh, when, when people can wear hats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. That's what I, yeah. I know. Right. I don't do many things well, but I can talk really well. That's really the only thing I can do. Um, yeah. so. you have great, you have great, you have great voice. Thank great you. Voice. Well, my last question for you is the question that, um, I know you probably get asked all the time. It's the fan question. It's the one that like everybody I'm sure asks you, but if you had to give an advice to how to hook someone into sort of the TCM library, classic history or classic films, what are three films that you would choose to as a starter package for someone to get into classic cinema? Well, it would definitely depend on who the person was, okay. right? But I mean, you know, and, and if they were predisposed to like musicals, but if they're predisposed to like musicals, they know yeah. already. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, they're um, in that world. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, I look, I'll just give them three off the top of my head. I'd tell them to watch Casablanca, Paths of Glory, and Three Days of the Condor. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And, uh, you know, or sub in, you know, network it look if they're, network. you know, and if they're, uh, you know, and if they're interested in, if, if, you know, if they're interested in modern media, right. If they're interested in journalism, you know, maybe I'd, maybe I'd tell them to watch, uh, uh, ace in the hole mm -hmm. face in the crowd and network. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, there's so many, right? And then if it just, you know, and then you could just watch or you could watch Random Harvest and 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 Casablanca and the way we were, right? Yeah. And just get moved, right? I mean, yeah. there's just so many so many wonderful different ways to go, you know. I mean, I could t I could see a scenario where I tell somebody to watch, you know, Casablanca uh, Casablanca comes up a lot, where I tell yeah. them to watch Casablanca and Norma Ray. Oh, you Norma know? Ray. Uh, you know. So well, that's kind of also a trick question, too, because really in the back of my head, I'm like, no real cinephile can ever just give three. Like, you just can't. <laughs> oh, you can't. No, there's can't. no chance. I mean, I can't. I thought you were going to ask what my favorite movie was. And I was like, I can't. I, you know, I, I, I understand where it comes from. It just it depends on the day and the mood. Yep. And what I just saw. I mean, I just saw for probably the 10th time, Three Days of the Condor, and I leave it every time. And I think there's no way there's a movie better than that in yeah. my world. Right. Yeah. And, you know. But then again, I also I did somebody's I did a Midnight Run podcast, so I watched Midnight Run again. And mm. Midnight Run is a movie that played a huge role in making me in 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 making me recognize that I was not taking movies seriously enough. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I think it's the funniest movie I've ever seen. I had that you know? too recently. With I remember, I remember I read Catherine Hepburn's Me when I was a kid. I don't it was the only book I had on a vacation, which is. You can tell the kind of kid I was. And then totally, I came yeah. I came back and I only could find summertime and I wanted to watch something of hers. Sure. And, and yeah. I just watched that recently and it's just it's just that day that would be my favorite film that I would suggest to everyone. You know what I mean? Right. Just, there you go. That's a great that's yeah. a great answer. Right. Cause because well, cause whatever happened that day that you you watched it and you felt great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It made you feel I don't know, I don't want to sound I don't want to overdo it. it probably made you feel seen. Yep. Heard loved mm -hmm. right and you instantly what you wanted to share that with somebody yeah right right away you're like who can i watch this with who yeah. can i who can i make sure who can see summertime mm -hmm. and feel the same way that i just felt because if you could feel that way every day why why wouldn't you do it right? well, and, and that's why you do what you do so well and why i try to how I kind of think of what I do is that like, I love these things and then I'm really eager to tell everybody about them. I just want That's everyone right. to know. And so, I, you know, real quick, there's a, there's a, you know, sometimes with, you know, with bands or, uh, so, you know, with music and, uh, um, 
or with TV shows, I guess a little bit, you know, authors, you know, like there's this uh, sense of like, Oh, I was already, I was already a fan well before he became popular. Right. You know, yeah. I, mean, I, I always have hated it. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, certainly sports teams, you get bandwagon sports teams and that's a little illegitimate because you know, they're going to fall back off yeah. the wagon after, but you know, I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan and I, I, I don't care when anyone discovers Bruce. <laughs> like yeah. if you discover it and you're 19 or 84 or whatever, like, great man welcome there's so much great music that moves me always moves me in powerful ways and that's how i feel about tcm Mm -hmm. like i mean you don't have to have liked it you get to 58 and you realize wait a minute some of these movies are really good great let's go come aboard catch up let's go let's share this i don't i we're we're we are all inclusive i love that well ben thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me i really appreciate it and like i said i'm a big fan of tcm so i i'm just eager to talk about it all the time to anybody Hey, Challen, it was great to talk to you. Thanks for showing interest. I need to know all of your favorite classic films. Please, you need to like tweet me or X me or whatever it's called or Instagram me. I'm H. Allen Scott on everything. Send me a list. I want to know them all. And leave a little rating and review for this episode wherever you're listening to it. It really does help me out. And for the latest news and podcasts, head to Newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms. And subscribe to my newsletter for the culture. It's really fun. We're doing crazy great things. I got a whole month planned of holiday movie stuff and, and the color purple. A lot of exclusives on the color purple coming up. So please go subscribe to For the Culture. And until then, watch something fun and have a great day.